Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. If you have your Bible, um, grab it and turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I'm in a series uh, called The Gift. It's called The Gift. The gift is talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? When I was growing up, I just did not hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. I just didn't. I grew up in a great church. Don't get me wrong. I grew up in First Baptist Church in Athens, Texas. Had two pastors the whole time I was there from a little kid to when I went off to college. First pastor is Curtis Mathis, promise you. He left, and we got James Bond, we were blessed. <laughs> his first Sunday that he preached, he opened his Bible and took a water gun and shot every deacon on the front row. Now, understand at the Baptist church, that's not many deacons, okay? They were most of them back there. But, but, but that was pretty awesome, though. But we, I didn't hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. I, I really didn't. And, and I, don't, I never really understood why I didn't hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. And, I mean, I heard a lot about... Uh, Annie Armstrong and Lottie Moon, but I didn't hear a lot about, some of y'all the Baptists are laughing, uh, but the other people are like, huh? Uh, but I didn't hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. And what I heard about the Holy Spirit was bad. It was just bad, all right? And it made me afraid. It, it literally made me afraid. And so I went off to college at East Texas Baptist University and I, I really, that's when I really began to kind of open my eyes and hear more about the Holy Spirit of God. And so what I wanted to do in this series is, I wanted to kind of help us understand that the Holy Spirit is a really good thing. <laughs> it's a really good thing. And it's not scary, and it's nothing to be afraid of, and it's not mystical. I wanted to bring clarity to that. Because when you really get clarity about the Holy Spirit, you're going to be one rich dude. Your life will become so much more rich when you grasp what the Holy Spirit really is in its whole intent. So what I did, I've kind of been walking us through a series of questions. I think the best way to find out something is to ask a question. Amen. So we we ask questions, who is he? Okay, that was two weeks ago. Last week we looked at, Is he a person? Very important because he is a person. If the Holy Spirit is not a person, then you can't have a personal relationship with him. Okay? So today, I have a title today. I need you to hold on just a little bit while I unpack it. Okay? This is a two-part message. We won't get done today. We'll finish next week. So if you came today, you got to come next week. See y'all next week. Okay? All right? It's going to be a packed house. I know a lot of people missing. Okay? Um, Today's message is entitled, Is He... Pentecostal. Is he Pentecostal? All right. Now, we know that John was a Baptist. 
All right? Says it in the Bible. We should believe the Bible, right? You should believe the Bible, okay? All right? You can leave now if you don't believe the Bible, okay? But we should believe the Bible, amen? So I want to look at, is he Pentecostal? He being the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, if you mean the, 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 the Pentecostal Holy Spirit, or if he's, a, if he's Pentecostal, if he can't wear pants, if you believe that you know, women can't wear pants or can't cut their hair, remember the, the bun, all right? And no makeup, okay? I, I love makeup. Let me preface this by saying something real fast. For women, I love makeup. Nothing going on at my house you don't need to know about, it, okay? It's all good there, okay? Is it all good? It's all good, amen? Natalie, is it all good? Okay. Natalie would tell you. If you want to know, ask Natalie. She'll tell you, all right? And so, I'm not talking about that. That's not what I mean at all, okay? But if you're, talk, if, if, if you're talking about, is he Pentecostal, if the Holy Spirit if you believe this, believe fully in the person and the work of the Holy Spirit, that Pentecost was the fulfillment of the feast of Pentecost. We'll look at that more in depth in a little bit. And that every believer needs a vital relationship with the Holy Spirit. If that's what you mean, then I'm in that he's Pentecostal. But not if you mean this historical, cultural, denominational view, okay? And we'll break all that down in just a little bit. But is he Pentecostal, okay? I believe to answer this question, we need to answer a couple other questions, okay? So let's dive into it, all right? Number one is, what is Pentecost? It's a good question. What is Pentecost? So let's go to Acts. Acts 2. Because when I was growing up, I, I never heard this answer. Never heard this answer. I never heard the question that would give me the answer. It was just something that we avoided. I like, so what was Pentecost? My parents were like, it's just in the Bible. The ark's in the Bible. When I, I drew pictures of the ark, I thought I was... Ugh. I couldn't draw any more pictures of the ark, okay? So what is Pentecost? Acts 2, okay? Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, this is verse 1, I'm sorry, Acts 2, 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, and as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, I want you to understand some stuff. I'm going to walk you through some stuff. There are three major feasts in Israel. Okay? They fall within the Jewish calendar on the first month, the third month, and the seventh month. Okay? At that appointed time, now listen to me, they don't all happen one day. Okay? They can be two or three days in length. But on those different feasts, those three, all of Israel would gather in Jerusalem, okay, and celebrate these feasts. So you have the Feast of Passover. Pretty familiar with the Feast of Passover. Within the Feast of Passover, you have three individual feasts, Passover being one of those, 
the unleavened bread being another, and first fruits. You remember the Passover is when the death angel would come, and if you had the blood of the lamb over your doorpost, he'd pass through. Y'all remember all that? Okay. All right. So that's Passover. Within Passover, you have Passover, unleavened bread, okay, and first fruits. Now, next week, I'll explain that a little bit more in depth. Then you had the Feast of Pentecost, okay? It just has one. The Feast of Pentecost is 50 days after Passover. And I'll show you that in Scripture in a little bit. Then you had the Feast of Tabernacles. Within the Feast of Tabernacles, you have three, again, three different feasts, okay? You have the Feast of Trumpets, okay? Day of Atonement, and then the, then the Feast of Tabernacles, or Booth, as some people say, okay? Now, you have these seven. You've heard the seven, is, the seven feasts of Israel. This is the seven feasts, three in Passover, one in Pentecost, and three in Tabernacle, okay? We... We would really be richer if we knew more about that in the Americanized church. Just saying that, okay? Just saying that, all right? Pentecost was the celebration of the giving of the law on Mount Sinai 50 days after Passover, okay? Now, let me help you with the word uh, Pentecost. Pentecost, let's break it down. Pena is five, okay? Penna is five, like a pentagram, a pentagon is five-sided, okay? Cost is to the 10th power, okay? To the 10th power. So if you like math, this is cool, okay? Sorry, I can't stay there very long. So Pentecost simply means when the 50th day arrived. That's what Pentecost means. Now, let me ask you this. When you hear the word Pentecost, how many of us have a negative connotation to that word? I'm by myself. I, when I was growing up, man, and I heard the word Pentecost, it was, like, it was like the word you don't say. And I never figured it out. Because why would I be afraid of a word that's in the Bible and that God out of his sovereignty made a word out of the word Pentecost and put one of his feasts on it. It's gotta be, there's got to be more to it, right? The feast of Pentecost is a big, big deal because he gave it to his children and said, I, you do this. You, you do this. They didn't miss that. They missed that. But it's a scary word when you hear it because people run from it. So why would I be afraid of that? Again, the word Pentecost is simply 50. So God knew Jesus would die on Passover. Jesus would resurrect the day after the Sabbath. Jesus would stay on the earth 40 days. Disciples would pray 10 days. The Holy Spirit came 50 days after resurrection. Then the math, great. God's big time in the math, okay? All right? So God wanted Pentecost on the 50th day. That's why it's called Pentecost. That's why it means 50. All right? So you say, whatever, preacher. You just made that up. No, I didn't. Go to Leviticus. Go to Leviticus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Go to Leviticus. Some of you are like, Old Testament. Oh, I don't know about all that. Listen to me. It's a whole Bible. Old Testament, 
New Testament, okay? Old Testament foreshadows New Testament. Basically, it's the ink print, okay? You better love the Old Testament. It's rich, okay? Leviticus 23. Leviticus 23. Stay with me. Leviticus 23. Look at 15 and 16, okay? 15 and 16. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf, sheaf of wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be completed. So there's a Sabbath every week. They want you to count seven of them. I would say do the math seven times seven, but you got that, right? Seven times seven. Look at 16. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, then you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. God is into math. If you haven't figured it out, God is into this. Seventh Sabbath, okay, and then boom. Well, 49 precedes 50, and 51 follows 50. 50 was the exact day that the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost. The exact day. So listen to me. What is Pentecost? 50. I'm going to say it again because it's scary, man. I'm just telling you right now. Pentecost. 50. Y'all good? Because, man, I'm telling you, I was scared most of my life. I heard Pentecost, I like, I tense up. I like thought, weird coming, weird's coming, all right? Pentecost means 50. Ordained by God, his sovereignty, the God that I love, the God that made me, created me, gave me this in Leviticus. He gave it to his children. 50. Now, listen to me. 50 can be real scary if you've had that birthday. How many of y'all had that birthday? Come on, man, that, that, that messed you up. Have your 50th birthday in a couple of weeks, go to your mailbox. Know what I mean? That's just wrong. I'm just telling you, that's wrong. Open it up, get this pretty white envelope, got a little red and blue, patriotic, mm-hmm, supposed to make you feel better. Got on the front of it, A-A-R-P. Seriously? It's my registration for the, for the ARP card. Association of Amer- American Association of Retired People. I'm like, are you serious? I didn't bring my walker in to get my mail. 50? Wait, head start? Come on, man. It's rough enough to have your 50th birthday. Then you got to get one of these in the mail. It's terrible. So 50 can be scary, but it shouldn't scare you. It's Pentecost. It's when the Holy Spirit came down. So number two, what happened at Pentecost? Now, if you've ever had the question, what is it? I guarantee you, you have a second question. So what happened? What happened? Let's go back to Acts. Acts 2. Go back to Acts. Go to verses uh, 5 and 6. We'll get three and four next week. That's why you got to come back, okay? Somebody like, 
So I'm like, he's skipping the two in the middle. I'm doing it next week, okay? All right. Acts 2, 5 and 6. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devoted men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Let me, let me, let me share a couple things that happened. I want, I want to share two parallels to Pentecost that happened in Old Testament. Okay? First, Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel. Remember the Tower of Babel? In the Tower of Babel, they were gathered in rebellion. The day of Pentecost, they were gathered in submission. You watch this. You watch the ink print. Okay? That's why this shouldn't scare you. God is all in this. Okay? You should not be scared of God. Just bad recipe for the rest of your life. Just telling you. Okay? In the Tower of Babel, they were gathered in pride. But the day of Pentecost, they were gathered in humility. The Tower of Babel, they came together. Day of Pentecost, they came back together. The Tower of Babel, they spoke in one language. The day of Pentecost spoke one language, a pure language. He restored that pure language. The Tower of Babel, he spoke that one language, but he confused the people. They scattered and ran to every nation. And in Pentecost, he restored a pure language, and they heard the works of God. Beautiful parallel. Beautiful parallel. So what is it? What happened? So Pentecost, watch this. Pentecost is the blessed reversal of the cursed judgment of Babel. Well, that's a lot better than what you just expressed. Okay? That is good stuff. It is the blessed, it's a blessed reversal of the curse of Babel when they try to get to God all the wrong ways. And God said, what is wrong with y'all? So he brought them together in humility. And he gave them the Holy Spirit. Every nation, every tribe, Every tongue praising God. The Greek word for nation, ethnos. We get our word ethnic. Every ethnic group. Let me help you with something. Welcome to heaven. Welcome to heaven. Heaven began at Pentecost. You ever thought about that? Heaven began at Pentecost. It's what, it's what happened. I grew up scared of the word Pentecost, and it's simply the start of heaven. You know why I was scared? Ignorant. I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm just saying ignorant. I never studied it. I never looked at it. See, many of us, let's just be honest, we don't read our Bible. We're taught a Bible Okay, or we are learned people in whatever religious denomination we grow up in. We just trust 
that you're getting all the Bible. But what if you're not? What if you're getting what they want you to get because it fits their, their little box? I never, growing up, heard about the Holy Spirit. I never heard Pentecost. When I did hear Pentecost mentioned, it was bad. It was like something I was supposed to run from. But what I was running from was heaven. <laughs> That's the last time that happened. I ran towards heaven when I was 10. <laughs> I mean towards it. Let me show you another parallel. Just to, If God doesn't need to be more cool, he, I'm going to show you he's even more cool than that. So the fulfillment, so this fulfillment when the Pentecost came in Acts 2, this was the fulfillment of the Feast of Pentecost. So watch this parallel, another, another parallel. When the law was given in the day of Pentecost, look at these two side by side. When the law was given, you heard, they heard a loud noise. Remember that? Day of Pentecost, they heard a loud noise. When the law was given, cloud came. Day of Pentecost, cloud came. The law was given, fire came down. Pentecost came, fire came down. When the law was given, it was written on stone. God chiseled it in the stone when Moses came up the mountain. Remember that? He's chiseling in stone. It's on stone tablets. Day of Pentecost, the law was written on man's heart. Watch this. When the law was given, 3,000 died. When Pentecost came, 3,000 were saved. <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's total difference. Pentecost is a gorgeous thing. It's a beautiful thing. If you haven't figured it out by now, this book right here is pretty stinking good. It's pretty cool. But you got to get in all of it. You just can't get into Psalm 23, real sweet thing, okay? You should be knitting when you read Psalm 23. There's more to it than that, okay? That's a good verse, okay? Don't get me wrong, all right? So when God, listen to this, this is crazy. When God gave the law, when Moses came to get the law, the people were there down at the foot of the mountain. When God, when, when, when God gave the law, the people couldn't even keep the law. When Moses is getting it, God's chiseling there, do not commit adultery. They're at the bottom of the mountain committing adultery. They can't keep the law. They can't even keep it. Sorry, the ink's not even dry, and they're down there committing adultery. They're messed up. They, you can't, the law is just heavy and bounds you. You can't keep the law. Jesus came. Jesus took the cross. He took our shame. He took our sin. He bore that sin. He took that cross and went up that Via Dolorosa, went up to Calvary, and they nailed him on that tree. And they stuck him up there for all to see and mocked him and spit on him and cursed him. And two thieves flanked him. And he died. He died so we could have right standing with God. So you and I could be a friend of God. But the Holy Spirit came 
Listen to this. The Holy Spirit came so you and I could live right. So we could live right. So we could live righteously. So we could live victoriously. So we could live empowered. So we could live bold. Do not fool yourself, my beloved church. If you think for one second you can walk out here in this just world that's twisted and messed up and confused and ugly and doesn't make sense, and you think you can walk out in that and live righteously, live empowered, live bold, live victorious without the Holy Spirit of God, you are in deep trouble. You're not going to do it. This world will kick your teeth in because that's what it's supposed to do. But the Holy Spirit of God came to empower his children to live victoriously out there in the world that's not their home. He said, this is not your home. You will have trouble, but you be my salt and my light, and this is temporary. But you man up with the Holy Spirit that I put inside of you, and you live boldly, powerfully, and victoriously in me. That's Pentecost, my friend. That's Pentecost. Bow your heads with me. Father, this morning, we've gathered, we've watched baptism, we've worshiped, and we've heard your word. Father, my prayer is that each one of us would simply answer one question. What did the Holy Spirit say to me? In this message today. Father, as the altar ministry team come and as the worship teams come up, Father, we're going to stand in just a second for invitation. Father, our prayer is that we would respond to what you said to us, what the Holy Spirit of God said to us. Two weeks ago, we talked about the Holy Spirit speaks. God, what did the Holy Spirit say today? Father, today, may you draw your people. There's someone here that needs to be born again. Send them. If there's a family looking for a church home, and this is it, they know that. May they not hesitate any longer. May they get skin in the game and be a part of the family here. If you need prayer, that's what we're here for. But don't leave here unless you met business with God. And don't leave here unless you've answered what has the Holy Spirit said to me during this message. Father, may your Spirit draw all that here. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.